right, this is episode one, official episode of the Affiliates and Jamal Show. I am Jamal Fulton coming straight from Mountain House, California, with my good friend, Affiliates Cornelius. Uh, why don't you say hello to the crowd? What now? Why don't you say hello? Hello. So we're going to wing this one. We're, we're still getting our feet a little bit wet here. Topics, conversation of the day. My man over here is going to be the one to lead us in and out. Why do I have to be the one that leads? Because you're organized and you're disciplined, and I have nothing on that. Whatsoever. Okay, so the last podcast we talked about, or the last po- podcast that we did, you talked about Aisha Curry. I did, I did, I and did. And you, I heard you. You told me you went to a restaurant. You know, I talked yeah, to my I best. Say about old girl. Absolutely, I so, talked to my uh, best, and I, you know, talk shit and I follow through. Right, <laughs> so I talk my shit and I follow through. Okay, so how was the food? How was the 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 atmosphere? How so was the some, people? How no was doubt. the servers? I'm I'm ready to give it to okay. you. Okay, right, so. We uh, we had a nine o'clock reservation. My girlfriend and I, Charo. Hello, Charo. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Um, you we had a nine o'clock reservation, of course. Oh, you know, okay. she wants to know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Every Saturday, you gotta go somewhere. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we roll up to the spot nine o'clock. We had nine thirty reservation. Parking literally right in front of the door. Okay. So for me, that worries me, right? So always, I want valet parking to be cracking. I want no uh, street spaces. You need to go to the garage five minute walks away. That did not happen. So first, so they have valet parking. What's that? They didn't have valet parking. No, oh. nothing out there. Oh. I forgot what street it's on. It's downtown. Oh. It's near the new. Uh, they just opened up today. Is it a fi- financial? District? It is in the financial district. They didn't have valet parking. They did not. Okay. There was no need. All right. Um, it was it was bad, man. So anyway, look uh, desolate the area. Uh-huh. Obviously, the financial district on the weekend. Right. Get it. Right. So we rolled to the place. Cool. We we hop in there. Say my name's Jamal Fulton, got a reservation at 930. Amazing. What's not so amazing is I waited. Right? At the host table, Five I waited. Minutes. Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, about twenty minutes, right? Now and you had a reservation. I had a reservation at 930. Right? I get in there maybe at 929. Okay. Right. So as the reservation should be, you should be seated immediately upon entry. Maybe two, three minutes, get the table ready, whatever. <laughs> so we're waiting there. And Somebody rolls up. Another, another big party rolls up. All right. You know, black people. There's some black people up in this place. I'm oh, the party was black? The party was black. It was a party of uh, five, I believe. Three of them were black. Two okay. of them were, one, I think, white. Okay. Um, but then I look around inside. There's a decent amount of black people in here, right? I'm excited. I'm sorry. Black people no barbecue. Cool. I'm here for the food so I can comment on the food. Because that's the stuff I was planning before. In San Francisco, in the financial district, Barbecue. No doubt. Okay. 930, right. 930, Not Oakland. Not Oakland. Okay. All right? If you don't remember, San Francisco used to be a black city, but we'll get into that at some other <laughs> point. Uh, so I roll up in there, and I wait, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, it seems uh-huh. like. So we get seated. Okay. As I walk in, or not as I walk in, but as I wait, somebody famous comes in. They make them wait too. So I felt a little, I felt okay about it a little bit. That ain't good. No, it's not good. But that 20 minutes would have felt like an hour if that famous person had come in and got seated immediately. I would have been really upset and I would have made a big deal out of it. Why? You ain't famous. I'm me. And the way I walk around is just because you don't know me. (laughs) But you ain't famous. That's your problem. (laughs) My money spends just like a famous person's money spends. Oh. You don't feel that way? Okay. I do, but I mean, you ain't famous. (laughs) I don't know what... Okay. I don't give a fuck about that. Um, so it was Leslie Jones. You know Leslie Jones from I SNL? I do. She is six foot three. She how was her hair? She is enormous. I, I need to ask you about that when we talked about it last time. How was her hair? Was it a hot ass mess? You know what? I, 
And then she had some lip gloss on her lips. She did have lip gloss. She looked like my friend's dad, Maurice. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. She's a big man. She had big, or not big man, she's a woman. She had big hands. She had big shoulders. She was a big human person. Uh-huh. So we're talking like probably 6'1". Okay. 260. And it's not like she was like fat, but she was like a big dude. Not like a big woman. She looked like a big dude. Honestly, if I wouldn't have known who it was, and I might have caught her at the wrong angle, I'd be like, damn, was that a football player? Like, for real, she was like large. <laughs> larger than everybody in her party. Anyways, I'm digressing. So, we can see that. Okay, cool. So now, we're like 35 minutes in. So somebody comes and asks us what we want to drink. Boom. We take that order. They go to the bar. We don't see them for a long time. We don't see them for another 20 minutes, right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so you order your drinks and then it... Right, so bring your drinks we, for 20 minutes? Dude, we get seated, right? I'm waiting there. I would have left. left. Well, I needed, I needed to review this food. That was enough review for me. The service sucked. The service was trash. And that was enough for me. Right, so we get uh, our drink order, right? And I believe it was a hostess. It wasn't the hostess that sat us. It was another hostess that came to give us our drinks. So they went away, and we're like looking and said, where's our server at? Where is our server? It's like 30, 10 o'clock at this Aisha. point. Right, I'm hungry as hell. Oh, Not Aisha. off to a great start. Um, so we get seated in an area that has a ceiling that's probably 30 feet. Okay. A uh, story and a half, two right. stories high. Yeah. Right? What it did was it allowed for cold to circulate in the room, right? Because the space was so large and it wasn't heated properly. So now you're worried about So we're a little bit cold. We're a little bit cold. Um, you are in San Francisco. We are in San Francisco, for sure. But um, unless my check into the car, I'm going to a nice restaurant. It should be temperate. Temperate. So I get in there. It's cold. We wait a long time. So server finally comes over. Super apologetic, you know. Apologetic for, for, for being so late, right? Because obviously my girlfriend and I, we voice our opinions in a joking manner. Terms of, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey, good to see you. Didn't know if you'd ever come, that kind of thing, right? Was it crowded? It was not crowded. We sat, um, I think there were like three or four open tables where we were. People were leaving. So, you know, I think it might have been either the last sitting or the second to last sitting of the day. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was not crowded at all. It was not crowded at all. So we ordered, right? I'm saying, hey, I'm going to do a big here. Let me order a bunch of different things off yeah. the menu so I can give some real, uh, real legitimate feedback on, on the food that should make it, right? So we order the Brussels sprouts. We ordered a kale Caesar salad. We ordered the oh, rib wow. combo. Black people ordering kale. Uh, we ordered the mac and cheese. I'm a kale guy. Listen, I'm I like kale out too. I like kale too. Delicious. I like kale too. So, and we ordered some oysters. Cool. They brought out the oysters. The oysters were bomb, right? You can't really do bad oysters unless the oysters are bad. I'm not a fan of oysters. Oh, no, what? The texture? I don't like, oh, I don't like the texture of my mouth. It's oh, slimy. I mean. It's like snot. I don't know what kind of mucus you got. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, disgusting. That's not how I go. Anyway, did you eat them cold? They cold, right? Cold, of course. How did you? How do you eat them? Do you slurp them down? Out of so the you do slurp them down. Hot sauce on them. Uh, put a little lemon, a little squeeze of lemon. Oh, uh, lemon. Uh, usually they, so they come with a, some. Uh, well, I think it's called minole sauce. Uh, basically, it's like red wine vinegar, a little cut up shallots. No hot sauce. No hot sauce. Black people put hot sauce. I'm not from shows. Houston, Texas. Oh, wow. you know what I mean. My family is from there. I am not right. from there. I'm from California, so we do a little squirt of oh. lemon. Right, it brings out the the sea, oh. the saltiness. It just goes well. Anyway, uh, so those were good. Bam, second thing that comes out, that Caesar salad. Amazing. 
Caesar salad. Um, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't mess no. up no Caesar salad. You, no. Hey, go to Safeway, get that bag of Caesar salad. It, it ain't like this. This was amazing. It had a uh, yogurt Caesar dressing. Phenomenal. Literally the best Caesar salad I ever had in my entire life. Okay, so it the Caesar salad awesome. was good. Amazing. The oysters were good. Get amazing on that Caesar salad. Okay. Okay. Then the rest of the food came out. The main dishes and the sides. Which was the meat. The, the meat. barbecue. We got really barbecue kept. ribs. We just got the combo plate of barbecue ribs, which is all three flavors okay. of the barbecue ribs. Okay. Let me tell you, they were looking good. Looking good. Looking good, all glistening up. They were plated extraordinarily well. Aisha, they was looking good. Looking tasty, But he ain't got to the taste yet. That's what <laughs> I want to hear. So, you know, we decide which ones are what. You had an Asian one, you had a Mexican one, then you had an American one, right? That's black people barbecue. Right. We'll get to it, but it wasn't black people barbecue. Okay. <laughs> so we said, which one's the weirdest one? We're going to try that first. The Mexican one. You don't really hear Mexican ribs. No. Right? Not really. You hear Asian ribs, American ribs. Not really Mexican ribs. Did it say Mexican ribs? It did say Mexican ribs. Oh, wow. Okay. Like Mexican. Like Mexico. For our ribs, for like, did it say black ribs? No. For <laughs> African American ribs? It said American. And then they had Asian ribs? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was called Asian. Oh, Mexican ribs. But it definitely was called Mexican ribs. Anyway, so Aisha, you need to change that on your menu. Take that Mexican ribs off. Yes, I agree. So we're we're in there. Ooh, they came to the table looking good, smelling good. Take the Mexican rib. Me and my lady, what we like to do is we like to hit, hit the food, whether it's a spoon for a first bite. Right. Hit the, hit the piece of food. Cheers, basically, right? So we do that. Wait, 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 Y'all y'all take the food and y'all hit it together like y'all drinking wine. Yeah. Yeah, one on my teeth. That's some ghetto. Oh my god, that's, that's some sophisticated shit. Stuff. You're welcome. You can feel free to take it with you. Feel free. So we eat, we start uh, to go in on the Mexican ribs. Okay. First bite, brother. First bite. Were they good? My first thing was the tenderness. Okay. Of the rib, the right. cook on the rib was excellent. They had a little bite. I don't like it. It's just too mushy, too far yeah. off the bone. Yeah. A little bite. But obviously, it and it did come off the bone. Delicious cook. And I wanted lady, it a Mexican cook. But my, my lady said something after her first bite. Oh, God. Now, did it get in my head? And that's what I tasted from that point forward? Uh-huh. Or was I not putting my finger on the pulse and I didn't really know what the weird taste was? Because I didn't know the, a weird taste. My lady said, does this taste like refried beans to you? <laughs> And I That's so racist. I took a second. I that said, is so racist. Holy shit. Mexican ribs taste like refried beans. Bro, I have never had any freaking piece of food in my you life. You acting now. You acting. I swear to you. I swear to you. Me and my lady had a 30 minute, 45 minute conversation. Every time we see it on TV Tell now, you we ain't bring doing it up. this for, for TV. I promise you. I promise you. If you go and you get the Mexican ribs, you are going to be like... Oh no, he was right. I never met this lady before, but she got her finger on pulse. This is refried beans okay. out of the can. It ain't like your grandma. The no, 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 it's freaking refried beans. So I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> now, psychologically, it's fucking with my brain, right? Because now it does feel a little mushy. <laughs> it does feel a little mushy. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Not only does it taste oh like it, now God. I feel like it 
feels like refried beans. So I wasn't a fan, right? Okay, so the mess. The mess it, it, it ruined the it ruined the meal. I'm gonna be very honest with you. Because I couldn't get the taste out of my mouth at that point. So the the American slash black people ribs, how did they taste? Man, they tasted like some. You know, you ever bought the Safeway ribs and the package and they already barbecue sauce, like the Lloyd's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's what it tastes like. Obviously, the cook was awesome, right? I'm going to give her, the, whoever's cooking the ribs at her place are amazing. But what I will say is the flavor profiles just weren't. Weren't there. So do you think it's a black person back there in the kitchen? No, as it is for every restaurant in the Bay Area, almost certainly there's Mexican people back there cooking. I don't care what. So you said they don't know how to cook. You meals. go to Michael Mena, right? You go to five star restaurants. You won't have some line cooks. And why is there. that? Why do you, Why do you think? Why do you think it's always Mexicans in the kitchen? Well, I, I think, it, are they cheap labor or what? Yeah, it's definitely cheap labor, right? And. They're they're dedicated, right? Who's who else is willing to work sixteen hours a day? That's true. You I gotta give it to them. They are dedicated. They don't mind working. Yeah, they know what hard work is, no doubt. And it's weird because I, I, you know, I think I do. Well, I know what hard work is. I know what it takes to do it. And sometimes I make the decision to not do it or, or whatever. <laughs> right? It seems to me, and I am absolutely—is this racist or is this like generalizing? Anyway, it seems to me, because of positives, right? So it's a general. Yeah, I think it's positive. So it seems to me that Mexicans are far and away the hardest workers. Now, don't get it twisted. We work with a bunch of Mexicans that are lazy as fuck. That's true. But for me, that's a different type of right. Mexican. I think the old, the old, because we work so, with some Mexicans that's older. Yes. And they work hard. Yes. They don't mind working. Yes. So, so you just said that you think Mexicans are the hardest working? Yes. I'm, well, you know, we can get that in a second. Let me okay. finish my thought about uh, Aisha, right? Yes. So, um, tastes like, you know, beans. Eat the rest of the ribs. We eat maybe, they brought 15 ribs. We eat probably six ribs total. I ate four and she ate two, right? And we are small people. We just couldn't get the flavor and the taste out of our brains. So I took the stuff home, ate it at a, a later date. Because you know when you let stuff marinate, Listen, it tastes better. Man, I put those bad boys in the microwave. So, delicious. <laughs> those Mexican ones, did they taste like burnt refried beans? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's funny. It didn't taste like burnt refried beans, but it definitely still tasted like refried beans. But you ate them, though. Of course. Because you was hungry. Man, am I going to go out and buy some new food when I got ribs in the kitchen? No, no. So, to sum this up, Aisha's ribs... I did go long. You're right. Uh, was... Hey, listen, if she... The On a scale of 1 to 10. I would give them a 4, right? A the cook, 4? The cook carries the day. The cook on the rib was amazing, okay. right? But that flavor profile... You ever had, a, like, sweet chili sauce? Yeah. That's what the Asian ribs were, right? Oh. You just pouring sweet chili oh, sauce good, in the ribs. Though. It was good, that's right? Good, but nothing profound, nothing life-changing, right? The Mexican ribs, mediocre was the highest you could ever give them based on the flavor profile. Okay. American ribs, run-of-the-mill, nothing extraordinary. Not sweet enough, not enough smoky flavor. It was a pass. Would I go back? No, I would not go back. Would I recommend it? No. The right? ticket, the five, the ticket. How much did you pay for all this? Oh shit! Uh, out the door is probably like two hundred. Right. Wow. We had, uh, I think we had a drink a piece, the ribs, uh, a bunch of sides. The oysters weren't cheap. Oysters, I think, were like four dollars a piece. Um, yeah, so it was it was an expensive outing. Okay, so so to sum this up, Aisha, your uh, the ribs sucked, the service sucked. In my opinion, the price of the ticket sucked. Um, whoever you have back there in the kitchen, you need to make a switch. You need a little to, change. You need, 
A little change. Well, you know, that's what, a big you know change. What the executive chef needs to change. He's the person that is developing the recipes, developing <laughs> the uh, the menu. Okay. That and then whether or not she is or Michael Minna, something needs to change. Okay, Aisha, go get somebody from Oakland down in Oakland that know how to cook some damn ribs. And let me leave it on this note, please. If you want to attract black people to your soul food barbecue spot, bake your macaroni and cheese. Do not have a cheese sauce over some boiled noodles. <laughs> Miss me with all of that. My mama, my grandmother on both sides, every respectable black person, when I go to their home, I'm going to judge them on their mac and right, cheese. Right, they put some eggs in that mac and cheese. They put some like some condensed milk to, to, to bring mama, stuff together. Mama, I don't together. know. Hey, mama, you don't want to do that. He's from the deep south. I'm from the deep south. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you're right about that. You yeah. don't just take some cheese and put some noodles on it and call it some... Uh, Mac and so that's my thoughts. I would recommend it to you. So I'm going to go down there and check it out. I'm going to go down there and check it out. But outside of that, I think that you should probably go ahead and find something else. I'm going to check it out. But if the if I have to wait 35 minutes, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to make no reservations. <laughs> I'm just going to show up. <laughs> so here's, here's, mm, and I hate saying, I hate saying this, right? If you take your wife, you might have better service. Because she white, huh? I listen. You said it, I didn't. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Because you know that's how black people treat ourselves, right? When a white person show up, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, we need to go on to that whatever. topic. I, I mean, we'll just go into that topic since you're on it. Because you're talking about the Mexican ribs. So how, how, do you, how do you spell it? Huh? How do you spell it? Mexican? How do you spell it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the South. No doubt. I love it, though. I love it. Mexican. 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 That's where I'm from. I'm Mexican. from Georgia. Hey, listen, Mexican. They Mexicans down there. They That's Mexicans the down here. Oh, so so we 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 jumped into you talking about the Mexican reels. I want to talk about the border issue. Okay. So you had uh, uh, Artis. What's her name? Keisha Curry. Who? No, Artis. We we don't move from Keisha Curry. No, but Artis. Who we talking about? What's the girl name that's in the uh, uh, Congress? Artez. AOC. Alexandria. Ortiz Cortez. Ortiz Cortez. Ortiz Cortez. Cortez. You gotta yes. let that lip run. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Ortiz Cortez. She went down there first, right? And I saw a clip where she went down there first and she was saying how she felt uncomfortable um, even around the agents. I don't know if she was being dramatic, but that's what she was saying. But she was she was talking about what she saw in the place, how it smelled, everything. And then she went back, and I, I guess a few more people went with her as well. Uh that I noticed. And they went back and they, they basically told everybody how they felt about the place. So then the other day, the vice president went. And they showed pictures of the place and they showed how... And when I was looking at it, it was like 300 people. I'm just estimating the number. Like 300 men in this fence with this aluminum foil blankets over them. And it was like they was in jail. And they was talking about how it smelled like pee... Um, how it was unsanitary, how they hadn't taken showers, you know, in weeks. And then they had like this clip, oh, well, they just bought the shower was like two or three weeks ago or a week ago. They got showers now. When they knew the vice president was coming. When they knew the vice president was coming. Not the fact that they didn't have showers. It's the fact that, oh, now we have showers now because I guess they had to pass a bill in order for them to get money in order for them to get showers. But the look on the vice president's face you know, when he did like this this side interview with one of the reporters, you know, she asked about how did it smell, how did it look. You can tell on his face, because his face was red. I don't know if he got a sunburn or he was out in the sun or whatever. 
But you can look on his face like he was very disappointed, but he didn't want to say too much to get President Trump in the media about what was going on. It was very apparent that he was holding back on what he really saw and how he really felt. Now, him being a Christian, I think has a lot to do with him not saying what he really wants to say. But him being a Christian, he should have put it out there and said everything that he needed to say, regardless if he was a vice president, regardless if he didn't want to hurt Trump's feelings or whatever. But I think he held back on what he really saw and how he really felt about that damn place. So, so I'll circle back, but since you mentioned it, him about being a Christian, is there any group in America that's more hypocritical than Christians, right? To live by the Bible, they have that faith, yet they don't lead a life anywhere close or reminiscent to the Bible. I, I don't want to jump too far ahead and get too crazy here, but just the idea that this man is supposed to represent Christianity, supposed to live Christianity, won't be in the same room with another woman without his wife being present because he is a Christian and he would not want to shame his That's wife overboard. or whatever. It's overboard. It, it's, it's, it's nonsensical. It's really what it but is. But he works for President Trump. This that, is my thing. That if is you a are a Christian, If you say you're a hardcore Christian, how could you work for somebody like that man? There's no doubt, right? Because you mentioned, what, 300 or so people in... Yeah. Um, that was let's, call it, let's call it a cage. Let's be real about it. Let's oh, call it's a it cage. A cage right? no, no, let's call it a cage. And, it, it was a cage. There you go. And what is it when you can't leave a place, right? They can't come, you know, to... You're being detained, right? So at the very least, these are people, human beings, that have not been charged with a crime as of yet who are being detained by the American government. Now, you spoke about 300 men, right? But the, the hubbub of the last three weeks, last month, were the children. Similar, if not worse, conditions. Okay, so let me tell you about, let me tell you about how they picture that. So they showed a picture of the men in the cage, and then they showed a picture of the kids with this TV on the wall, and they had four kids sitting there looking at the TV. At cartoons. And they said they asked the kids, like, oh, what do you think about the place? Oh, they feed us. Oh, it's nice. They're looking at cartoons. You said four kids? It was like four kids. So where are the other 100? I don't know. I don't know what the other ones Right, so they picked out the four kids that were willing to go along with whatever they wanted to say. And I'm sure they told them, you better say this. So my problem is this, with the entire uh, Congress visits to these places, right? So technically, Congress needs to alert this facility beforehand that they plan on coming. From what I have read, what happens is the time between that uh, alerting and the time that they arrive, that facility is 100% go mode. And by go mode, I mean they're cleaning up the place, they're buying beds, they're buying food. No, right? they ain't buying no beds. They ain't got no beds for them. Well, there you go. Um, they are removing some people to, let, to make it look less crowded, right? Just for the cameras, and now the cameras can't actually go in, but it's just for these congressmen <clears throat> so they can come out and still say it's deplorable conditions, but they can't say that these kids aren't being fed. They can't say X, Y, and Z. And they're still saying all this jacked up shit like, hey, these kids aren't getting enough showers. We don't have toothbrushes or toothpaste for these kids. They've been wearing the same clothes for weeks since they've been in there, right? One shower every two weeks. This is... This is when, when AOC, Alexander Cort, uh, Ortez, um, Cortez, whatever her name is, AOC, I'm going to call her. When she says this is a concentration camp, how far off is she, right? Because this is a place where people are going 
to what? Not to become American citizens, not really to be put in front of a judge. These are children. This is a place to go to detain these kids for an uh, indeterminate amount of time to act as a deterrent for other Latin American people coming across the border. Trump said as much. Trump said, hey, listen, number one, this should be a sign to everybody, don't come. Don't come. If you don't want to be in a cage, if you don't want to have one shower every don't two weeks, don't come. Those don't are come. his words. The guy, one of the one of the guys uh, in the, I guess one of the Mexican guys that were there, he said, I'm not a terrorist. He said, they're treating me like we're terrorists. And all I'm trying to do is make better for my family and myself. And they're treating us like terrorists. Imagine. Imagine that you woke up tomorrow and you heard on the news all black people, please report to these sinners. We're rounding up all black people. And you get a phone call <laughs> from your neighbor that says, hey, man, they're going door to door. They're looking for black people, right? What are you going to do? What if it was Mexicans in America or, or Filipinos or whatever? What would you do? You would take your family and you would try to escape and you would try to I'm go to a Canada. place that was welcoming yeah. and that would give you and your family better conditions right. to live. This is about humanity. You know, you know, uh, this happened. I, I know, I know, we were talking about this, but the the kid and the father that died, uh, that was trying to make it over. I guess they they swim in the river and then they end up dying. Yep. And then they show the picture of the kid and the father laying there over um, and over again. By the way, every time every time I talk about, or every time I think about, or every time I see. And this, this may sound fun to a lot of people, and they'll be like, wow, feelings. Every time I see a Mexican kid and their father, I think about that kid and that father landing that, that river. Um, and it does something to me. That father really wanted to make good for his his daughter, for his family. And for us to have to show pictures, for the vice president to have to go down... For Congress people have to go down and say, hey, this is how it is. And it's still like that. Um, we got we got a long way to go. Normally you say, you know, we've we've come a long way, but we got a long way to go. Um, no, no doubt. But here's the rub about that a specific picture. Right. And you hit the nail on the head in so much as this is what you're going to think about when you think about Mexican people trying to cross the border. Right. The vast majority of people that are trying to cross the border are from Central America. And just like that lady in that Burger King video was saying, go back to your Mexican country. That's the way we view it. Right? So when people talk about black people, go and back so, to Africa. And so, so let, me, let me stop you there. So when you talk about the Burger King video, I just, for those people that's listening and that's watching, right? We looked at a video where this lady was in a Burger King and then the manager was talking to one of his staff and he was talking in Spanish. And she's like, you need to go back to your country talking in Spanish and all this other stuff. Make a long Mexican story short. Country. Yeah, it's Mexi Mexican country. Notice, Mexican country. Um, and basically, he ended up telling the, the two older, elderly white women to leave his restaurant, to get out, and all that other good stuff. So, so go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. So, so the idea for a lot of Americans, I'm not saying this you, but a lot of Americans is a monolith where if you are a Spanish speaker, you are all the same. You are from Mexico, right? Right. But 
if people do a little bit of research, what you'll find is there are civil wars going on. There is mass corruption, mass gang violence in a lot of Central American countries, right? There are no jobs in these countries. Uh, there was a vice special on El Salvador the other day. The kid or the, the baby and the man face down in the mud, they were El Salvadorian, right? Right. They were flown back to their country and had the funeral, this and that, right? That's how I know that they are actually right. Salvadorian. And that's who I was talking about. No, I, I thought they were Mexican, but they're Salvadorian. No, I, no doubt, okay. right? Yeah. So it's one of those things that, as an outsider, we tend to group all people that look similarly together, that act similarly, right, into one group. So one group, let's say Mexicans, right? Yeah. Uh, are bad apples. And, the, you know, obviously I'm not saying that they are, but right. uh, then every Spanish-speaking person to that bigot, to that ignorant person, is going to be just like them. Same thing kinda in like black America. Kind of like black people in America, right? You have some ghetto hood people that do dirt, do crimes, some of which do it to survive. Let's be very honest about that. Um, every time I walk into a place, every time you're going to walk into a place, if that person was there, they think that of you, right? So we as Americans need to be much more worldly much more knowledgeable about what's happening outside of our own borders, right? Much more empathetic and sympathetic, but more certainly empathetic about the plight of people across the globe. And we just don't really have that in us, right? And I know America is all jacked up and we got issues and we got ghettos, we got hoods, we got uh, child mortality rates, we got lack of education, right? But the world is so much worse off in many other places Right, that even though it's jacked up in America, we can't turn a blind eye to the stuff that happens outside our borders. There are genocides going on in Africa right now. Genocides, the complete elimination of entire races and nationalities is happening right now. But what are we doing? We're putting blue dots in our Instagram accounts because yeah, we're forced to death. What money? What actions have you taken? But you know, you know what I'm thinking. I, I, about? It makes me crazy. You know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about back in the day. During the slavery days, right? What if that what if that was black people locked up in those cages? <laughs> there are black people locked up in cages across the United States and no one gives a damn. On the contrary, people want more black people, just like you and me, to be locked up in those cages. Right? This is this is this is what we're doing to the people that's in those cages. To those kids, to those mothers, to those families, it's slavery. There's no doubt. It's slavery, red in our eyes, and we're looking at it as a border problem. Right. And how dare we sit there and just allow this to happen? So it's twofold, right? It's not only these guys who are looking for opportunities in America and they're willing to traverse all kinds of jacked up shit to get here. They think, hey, there are going to be Apple opportunities once I get to America. And there are. You live out here and God knows where, right? There are farms littering the place between here and civilization. Right. You go to the Central Valley, all farms. Where do you think these people come from? Now, people try to make the count that, hey, there are white people and black people that are willing to do these jobs and till the field. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You tell a black person to go out there and till a field, they're going to tell me, I ain't, I ain't back in the day. I ain't tilling nobody's field. Right. And then they look at the Mexicans like, well, they're the only ones that's willing to work and do it. And because they're not legal citizens, they get shafted by their employers. Right. right? So because they got no obligation to treat them fairly or nicely. 
We'll just knock you off and get another one. Oh, you don't like it? Get the fuck out of here. We'll get your brother who hasn't worked since he got to America. So my point is there are businesses that are more than willing, dare I say, preferential treatment is given with regards to employment, not the conditions, but employment to non-documented or undocumented people coming across the border. You get to pay them cheaply. You get to treat them any which way you want. They become a disposable, uh, consumable, so to speak, for you. So until we attack these businesses that are actually incentivizing people from Central and Central America and Mexico to come across the border, right? We're not going to see any change because shit. If I got a job waiting for me in Mexico, right. and it's better than the life I'm living now here, I'm going right. to take my family and I'm going to fucking Mexico. Right. So why wouldn't the inverse be true? So it's, so, it's crazy. so we say all this to say. For we're we're talking about it. I think more people need to talk about it. I think more people, except for just Congress, need to talk about it. When actors, uh, actresses, and people that's wealthy get together and they start making a big deal out of what we're seeing on the news, I think it starts to be a change. When people start to protest and have peaceful protests, um, I think things like that starts to make a change. I think what we need to. I saw an episode of uh gosh what's the name of the show uh madam secretary i saw an episode of madam secretary where they they kind of they they shoot things based off kind of like what's happening in politics sure. I see uh and they showed where she went um to a governor's state where he i think it was the state of texas where he had people locked up kind of like what we saw on tv and she brought in people or she came in and she did something anyway she got arrested as the secretary of state for actually doing something that she shouldn't be doing in his state. But at the end of the episode, he had, he had, he ended up releasing those people uh, and making it more um, okay for those people to live in the, in, in, the, in the area that it was living in. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is we need to get more serious about what we're talking about, whether that's going down there, protesting in front of these places, getting actors, actresses, people of power more involved, uh, to fix this problem, because it's very clear that the vice president, Congress, Senate, all of them, th they're not able to fix it. Only we can fix it. We come together, we can fix this. If I could segue just slightly, um, tomorrow, I believe, begins the ICE raids across the country, right? This is where Immigration Patrol is uh, coming into your city. And they are trying to round up as many undocumented families stupid. Stupid. as possible. We don't have nowhere to put them. What, where are we going to put them? Oh, they're going to be located somewhere. It's stupid, they're going to be located somewhere. It's stupid. So, it's stupid. And then the poor their ass. So uh, cities like San Francisco, obviously like the most liberal city in the world. Stupid. And I heard on the radio today, New York City will not actively participate with the federal government in aiding any of this stuff. They any pickups. Any kind of uh, awareness, they are letting the citizens know. Um, I have a friend who I follow on Instagram who is as liberal as they get, but she goes out of her way to say, to set up a community where, hey, ICE agents have been seen on 4th and Santa Clara Avenue. Please steer clear. Tell you the locations of where the ICE agents are so you don't go out of your house, you protect yourself. And additionally, she she's an American citizen, but she wants to protect as many undocumented citizens, undocumented, um, I'll call them citizens, undocumented people in America that she possibly can. And I give kudos to action. I give less kudos to words. Now, words spring action, right. but until 
we get these Congress people to listen to these celebrities that actually can pass laws and pass bills, right? None of this stuff matters. Like, this is like John Stewart. John Stewart. Like John Stewart. He went to Congress. John Stewart. Right. He didn't march outside the building. No, he went there. He went and testified right. in front of Congress. Yeah. Or committee. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of action that I need to see. Now, you can make the case that all these marches will prompt action, right? But I haven't seen significant push in all that, right? What have we seen about uh, about women's rights, about women's workplace rights, about women's fair pay rights, right? right? And they were marching two years ago with pink pussy hats on, right? right? We haven't seen much change <laughs> right. in the way that they right. don't or get respect, right? right? So I need actionable stuff, and I that stuff is in Congress with laws and bills. That's my take on it. Okay, um... You guys see how we feel about this. Uh, if, if you feel a certain way about what we're talking about, even if you disagree with what we're talking about, please comment uh, once we post this podcast. I, I, I want to go into uh, Race in America since we're kind of like on that. You know, it's like my favorite topic. Um, I want to I talk about I want to talk about my sisters. Right. Talk about it. Because um, as you know, I am married to a white woman. Yes, you are. Uh, and I have three kids. Um and uh, they're interracial. Uh, and I know when I walk down the street sometimes, I get the look from black females um, that weird kind of look like, why, why you with her? Why you can't be with me? Um, and people are like, oh, why, you, why, you, why, why did you get with a white girl? <sighs> I would like to know. Okay, so, I... I it's simple. I'm not going to think about this. Yeah, I got are. with somebody that I love and that I was attracted to. Okay. Um, now, and what's wrong with that? Do, do you believe that, or do you tell yourself that? I believe that okay. I got with someone that I was attracted to. Um, okay. Okay. That so, that I felt complimented me. I complimented her. Um, and I, that's how I feel about it. I, I didn't. I didn't look at the fact that. Well, let me take that back. Let me take uh, this back. Okay. Right? Here we go. What my wife does for me not all black women will do oh my lord okay 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 let's let's take let's take this slowly let's take this slowly okay we don't have all that uh, we don't but i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to get into the the why the how's and the why's right <sighs> oh god here we go why first of all are you with a black woman i am not with a black woman. okay so i just i want to put that out there for no, everybody I, before I, he start making his comments about i him. have a loving deep-seated relationship with a peruvian woman Okay. From Peru. Okay. Born and raised until she was 15, then came to America. She ain't black. So she is not black. Okay. But the effed up thing is, in Peru, right, they had slaves, African slaves, just like every other South American country. All right. And there is a large Peru, Afro-Peruvian community. Okay. Right. And just like in America, just like in every other country, black people are looked down upon by the majority of society. Okay. Right? So she is very much aware uh, in her family... They call her Negra. Are you familiar with the Negra? No. It means black. Negro means black in oh, Spanish. It right? sounds too much like the N-word to me. It is the N-word, essentially. So, essentially, she is the dark portion of her family. Oh, okay. So, with that, in Spanish cultures, you know that she has felt something. Oh. Obviously, not anything close. But I'm digressing. What I really want to know is how and why are you attracted to white women? And how and why aren't you Attracted to black women. It's not the fact that I'm not attracted to black women. Pause. Are you attracted to black women? Uh, That's my answer. Let's go. 
Not like I'm attracted to white women. So the question is, how do you think that came to pass? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. I've been when I was growing up, I was around African American people. I went to a black church. I my mom never said anything bad about white people. My grandma never said anything bad about white people. Um, so let me let me ask you this: It's like, just when I when I was in elementary school. I had a white girlfriend. Let me put it like this. She didn't know she was my girlfriend, but <laughs> I had a white girlfriend. What does that mean? Okay. Um, and, and so from a young age, I've always been attracted to white women. So I'm going to go deep here. Yeah. I don't know if you're ready for this. We might have to edit this one out. I'm going to go deep. Most kids, as they grow up, uh-huh. tend to be attracted to what they see the most, right? And because kids see their parents the most, right. right? Usually men look for people that remind them of their mother, and usually girls look for men that remind them of their father. Right. Right? So, since your mother obviously is a black woman, right? Um, I wonder where the diversion happened between your desire, if it ever happened, right, to find someone like your mother and your desire to find a non- I didn't. I didn't go. Well, first of all, I didn't go into it trying to find somebody like my mother first. Okay. Um, I feel like it's. I think most 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 men do, but I didn't. Um, My my mom just she just told me to have an open mind about everything. Um, So was your mother okay when you started to date white women? No, she wasn't. She wasn't. Did that make you want to do it more or less? Neither. I didn't care. She had no significance in your decision making. No, I didn't care because I'm my own person. Um, I didn't care about that. It, it's just like I'm I'm more attracted to white females and um, black women. Be have attitudes. Now, before we get to the attitudes of black women, I have a mother and I have a sister, so be careful. And my wife have attitudes. No doubt. Too. Thank you. Thank you. Because um, last time I was anyway. Um, <laughs> she has attitude. Yeah. So, do you think it's possible? That television, media, the ideal of what American beauty should be. Don't get frustrated. Do you do you feel <laughs> like that has played a part in no, your desire? No, because Bill Cosby messed that up. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that I know, means. I, know, I don't... People like... It's, he, that's the family to be like. No, it's not the family to be like. Okay. You might... No, it's not the family to be like because deep down they had issues behind the scenes. No doubt. So let me let me give you my point of view on it before we delve into uh, attitudes and whatnot. I want to know, but my thing is, why do black women be acting crazy? Because they see me with a white woman and they see me with mixed kids. I want to know why. why they be I, I'm going to drop so much. And, on they, and they don't even have a man. That's the point, right? So at work, I forgot her name, right? But there was an older black lady. She may be in her she was forty five, probably. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you saw her on Wednesday. She was working at right near where I sit. She doesn't she doesn't work in our area normally, but she was working right where I sat. You must have walked by her a couple times. I probably did. Uh, anyway, I was talking about black love, right? Because one of my employees is going through it with her ex, and she's like, "No, never gonna get back." And I'm like, "I believe in black love. I want black love to work." What is black love? Right. And, and this lady decided that she wanted to offer a comment because she had heard me say that. She was like, me too. I believe in it. But 
I just got out of a three-year relationship because my man wasn't X, Y, and Z. What she was looking for is someone who was worldly, international, liked to do, quote-unquote, my words, non-ghetto stuff, right? Wanted to go to the opera, the theater, wanted to do very high-level cultural things, right? Right? And I laughed, and I laughed in her face, right? Because I was like, you know, so funny, because like, I'm, I'm that guy, right? But I, I actually don't date a black woman. Right, but I believe in black love. So we have a nice little joke about that. Right. So that's my point. I think that women, black women specifically, are looking for a type. And that type is very few and far between. And that's their problem. Yeah, absolutely. That type is You're a, supposed to look for love. A strong, educated, versatile black man. Right? And by versatile, I mean, hey, listen, they're down to go play some hoops with the homies. Right? And want to go to the theater to see the, the latest show. Right? They they want to listen to some hardcore rap music, but they'll also go and play a little piano to, to woo you. Right? You, she wants the sophistication that I think very few men, regardless of what their race is, they have. So, additionally, there are enough, quote-unquote, bad black actors, so to speak, black men, that uh, are either hypersexual or overly aggressive, or the very inverse of that, right? On the down low, all that other kind of shit, where that's their experience, right? <clears throat> so when they say, when they see you with your white woman, almost assuredly they think to themselves, well, if he's good enough for her, she's what I, he's what I want, right? Because in my mind, it's if you're able to cross over, Right, you're gonna be sophisticated because that's what white people want. You're gonna be smart because no white woman would be with a dumb black dude, and you're gonna have all these <laughs> positive traits, even though they don't know you. I, my guess is that they're assuming because you're with a white woman, right, that you do in fact all, have all of these traits. And additionally, what we've been bred to believe through media is that once you make it, there's Kanye kind of song around this, right? Once you make it... Which I don't like. Once you make it, that's when white women become attracted to you and your lifelong attraction, right? Because in my mind, black men are attracted to white women because that's what America has told us. I disagree. Because my, my, my wife got me when I ain't have nothing. I ain't have nothing. No, she was no, making more money than me. No, no, no. You're crazy, right? Were you in school at the time? I was in school. Getting your what? I was in the military. Getting your what? In school. Bachelor's degree. Bachelor's degree. Okay, cool. Uh, did you have a job? In the Navy. Boom. Yes. Um, how long have you been in the Navy at the time? Uh, about a year. Okay. So, a fit black Navy um, guy who is getting an education. I mean, you're basically, you're you're selling, you're telling me exactly what I just got finished saying. But that could have failed. Because you're worldly, right? Your education. And through talking with you, I'm sure she... She checked all the boxes. She's like, okay, no, this guy's serious about the education. He's serious about the Navy, right? And he's a man. Oh, shit. Let me, let me see where this can go. How long after you guys first met did you guys get married? Uh, six months? Six, seven months? That's it? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And can we delve deeply into that? Uh, okay. All right. All right. Listen, listen. That's for another show. That's for another show. So I guess my point is, you never really see no bum ass dude, black dudes, with a white woman, right? Perfect example is when I went to uh, Keisha Curry's restaurant. Right? There were some mixed race couples in there. Men, by the way. There were some mixed race couples up in there, 
And a lot of them, dudes, a nice little pullover, you know, you know, quarter zip pullovers, looking all nice, nice shoes, crease in the pants, right? With some white women. And I bet you, I bet you they ironed those pants for him. I bet you they made sure his face was shaved. They had his shaving thing out for them. Oh, so I'm willing to go deep, right? Pops, oh, you know, forgive me. Pops, here it is, right? So my father, <laughs> after a lifelong of struggling, trying to make it, yeah. right? He started to get put on a little bit, started advancing his career as far as I as far as I knew. I was a kid at the time. Right. But he decided to stray from his marital obligations, uh, and he got with a white woman. Subsequently, he lived with that white woman for 20 years after that, right? Um, so whatever their bond was, their bond was. But my dad is an example of a man that once he got his shit together financially, culturally, or whatever, decided to make the change from a black woman to a white woman. Right? So it's one of those things that I look at and I say, okay, how did my mother deal with that? Now, would my mother have been as devastated as if it, if it happened with a black woman? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Right? Obviously, she'd be devastated. Nobody wants that kind of trust broken or whatever. Right? But I think the fact that it was a white woman just made my mother sick. Right? So I think there's this. Why? Because of, I mean, what, I, because of just, what I mentioned, just, where just, my dad just thought the fact that, that he went and did what he did should have made her upset. Absolutely, he did. but the, it, but it's about the mentality, right? So, so if a black woman, it would have been okay. I said semi okay. It would be more okay. Oh, that's right? such bullshit. No, because my my thinking is this: it's like, hey, you think you made it as a man? It's time to level up. Is the thought process right? And it's like for a woman to be leveled up from. That's got to be one of the most devastating things in the world. Now, obviously, my mother is a self-assured woman. She shook that off. She's living her own life, right? right? But in that moment, I got to imagine, like, if my lady cheated on me with a white dude, I'm going to be very honest with you. I ain't going to feel the same as if she cheated with me with a black dude, right? Because there are characteristics of a white man and that of a black man that land differently. You don't think it's being racist? I've never said that I'm not a racist. <laughs> I've never said that I'm not a bigot. <laughs> I try not to have those ideas and thoughts turn into actions against people, right? And I think that's what separates me slightly. So you're from, saying from that, okay. but I I do believe that, right? And I think that because the generalizations of each race, it comes into play. Why? Why when it comes to love, why can't it just be that's who I love? Why I gotta be black love? White love, Mexican love. Why just it can't be love? It can be love, and I think that's that's what's wrong in America and the world today. Listen, I, is that there's so much on how you should love, who you should love, when you should love them, how long it should take you to love them, that it's all messed up, and that's the reason why we having this conversation. No doubt, I have no doubt in my mind that you did. You do, and you will continue to love your white wife. And I will. That's Black women saying. just need to stop tripping. Also, can I give you this? Black women are amongst, if not the most expressive females that are out there in American society. I agree. So, while other races may feel a certain kind of way, right? Black woman is more apt to express the way that she feels in certain situations. I think um, Puerto Rican women are too. No doubt, I was going to say Latin women come up next. They be tripping. They cut you, though. Listen. 
If you ain't got physically abused by your Latina girlfriend, <laughs> then you ain't got you. a real Latina. They'll cut you. I don't you mess know, with yeah, the words and then them hands. Yeah, like my, my, I'm not gonna give my lady this link, but my lady got hands. Well, you know, she, she got hands, right? So well, you know, yeah, you know, I, I feel the way I feel. Um, again, you can agree, disagree with me. You know, my sisters, please come in on what I said. I I have no particular reason why I picked my wife. Um, it wasn't about the color. I had a black girlfriend. That's just who fit me, um, and I just know. When I was dating a white girl and I was dating a black girl, it's certain things that the white girl did that the black girl told me I'm not gonna do that. Um, and I just said, okay, well, and if if you if you're not gonna do that, then comment I in just the comments be below you. about what you think those things are that that white girl's willing to do that the black girl's not. Say it again. I said comment on what you not you. I want our listeners to comment on what you. Are describing as those things that the white girl is willing to do, but the black girl is not willing to do. I want them to guess what those things are. Okay. But the black truth man, is, black well, man, I don't want you to tell them. The, I I, I'm not going to tell them. Okay. I'm just going to say the black man that's dating white women, please come in because you know exactly what I'm talking about. So let's be, I'm going to be very real. I'm, I try to be transparent at work, in my personal life, here on the podcast. I've dated multiple black women. I'm, actually, I've only dated one black woman. I'm sorry. Woman. Uh, but I dated multiple white women in college, right? Had my fun. I promise you this is real. In the beginning of each one of those relationships, I told myself, this is not going to work out and I'm going to make sure that this does not work out. I'm going to have my fun, but when my fun is over, it's going to be time for me to dip. Absolutely knew it. Sucks for them if they ever hear this. Never told them this in their faces, but this is the truth, Right? And I think it's partly because of what I saw my mother go through my senior year in high school when my when my dad moved out, right? Um, where I was like, "F white women." Now you get to college and fucking surrounded by a bunch of them, right. and like you, they're down to do some stuff that right. other women aren't willing to do. Like girls buying me groceries, let me drive a car, like all kind of wild shit, right? Um, so I can understand the willing to do things that you're not willing to do. I completely understand it. And, and, and let me let me make this point too. There are some 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 black women out there that will take care that and and they're doing it right now. That's taking care of their husbands. Um, that fix them breakfast, fix them lunch, fix them dinner, wash their underwear, rub their feet, massage their back, scrub their back, put Epsom salt in the bathtub, waiting on them when they get home. There's there's black women that do that, but it's not a lot. Let's move on. Um, that wasn't exactly what he was talking about, but you you get the point. Yeah, that too. Um, so let's move on to. Uh, well, Florida, before we move on, I think that we need uh, to expand on this topic a little bit in future podcasts. Well, um, if if they if black women come in, um, we can. Um, I honestly think what we should do is we should bring in a black woman and oh, interview her or interview hell. her off and play some tape oh, in here so that I can listen. Let's just be very honest about it. Okay. Let's just be very honest about it. All right. right? Um, yeah, I got nothing to hide. You got nothing to hide. Like, let's just be real let's about how that. we feel about it. Let's do right. that. Let's get some fee- honest feedback from a black woman about how she sees both of our relationships, obviously, right? My guess, honestly, is that they're going to be more okay with my relationship than with your relationship. And I'll just leave that there as a tease, right? Because although my lady is not black, she ain't white. 
She ain't white. So, uh, kind of want to put a bow on that. We'll get back okay. to that on a larger, uh, right. a larger podcast. Okay. <laughs>